This is the Drive-In Podcast. Take one. Bada big, bada boom. Welcome to the 88th episode of the Drive-In Podcast. On today's episode, we have a recap of Marvel's Moon Knight, Episode 3, our fourth episode of the week. Hopefully, you've been following along with us. So use the bathroom now, grab that popcorn, and enjoy the 88th episode of the Drive-In Podcast. Howdy Doody, Episode 88 of the Drive-In Podcast has arrived. Shout out Patrick Kane. We go back to back on the hockey references this week. As I said, this is our fourth consecutive drop this week, Ricky. Uh, We're on an absolute roll right now. We started off only, what, with 85 episodes heading into Monday. We're finishing the week with 88. Uh, It's an honor to be joining you on this beautiful New England afternoon. What a spring day we have, huh? Yeah, it was good for me stuck in an office. But other than that, it was beautiful to look out the window. So I have the week off from work as an educator, right? A well-deserved week off for me. And I think I am the only person in Connecticut that on the date of April 13th has a sunburn from the New England weather. Didn't go to Florida. Didn't go any place Southern. Okay. I didn't go out West. Didn't go to another country. Just from me seeding the lawn, my face, as you can see on the YouTube, is pretty red. Excuse my hair. Uh, but I know it's a sign of good things. Summer's on its way and we're halfway through moon night. Uh, so Ricky flicks, um, before we get in here, I just want to say we have to rush this recording. We had to rush to this recording, not rush through the recording. I should say, uh, for those who have been listening throughout the months here, they are fully aware. I've purchased a house recently and I made a very important purchase today, Ricky flicks. And I'm going to show it off to the YouTube in one sec. But I have managed to go after buying a house. I bought it from my grandfather, who unfortunately passed away at the age of 95. Shout out, Pa. Um, so he didn't have a microwave. And I've gone six months now not using a microwave. It's been good for my health. But I didn't buy a microwave <laughs> today. The streak will live on. I actually bought... A ninja air fryer. That's what I did. These things are very much, I guess, popular right now. I feel like they're even more popular the than microwaves. They do a lot of the things the microwave can do. And I think it's just cooler. They just looks awesome. Ninja is like I have the ninja blender and I had to get the matching air fryer. But uh, Ricky Flex, I think I'm going to get this thing going tonight. Right. What should I make? I feel like French fries might be the move. French fries, chicken, chicken nuggets, chicken fingers. I can't believe you're, you're so excited about an air fryer. You brought it up on the podcast. I just, I just bought it. Ricky's like, we got to record right now. I'm like, I'm at Best Buy buying an air fryer right after I worked out. And I also halted my protein shake like for this recording. Cause then I, I want to talk moon night. Yes. Yes. Ricky Flix wants to talk moon night and we did get a very exciting episode. So sorry. I had to share that personal news. I know you guys don't care, but I just, you're going to see your, you're going to feel my excitement, not just for this episode, but because of, 
but the fact I get to use a new air fryer tonight. So beautiful weather, new air fryer, new moon night. Let's get going. So where we left off, episode two of Moon Night, which me and you both uh, adored, and we also enjoyed the first episode. We're enjoying the course of the series so far. We're now more than a third through. We're actually halfway through, including episode three of this Marvel miniseries. Uh, where we left off, we have Mark Spector uh, losing the Scarab, right? The combination of him and Stephen Grant as Moon Knight losing the Scarab to Arthur Harrow. Uh, the Scarab will bring Harrow, played by Ethan Hawke, to Amet in Egypt. So where we where we leave off is Mark Spector now taking control of the body, right? Stephen Grant is now pushed to the inside, right? He's only internally with uh the body of Mark Spector right now. Uh, Khonshu is bringing Mark to Egypt. And here we go on this Indiana Jones-esque episode three. So Ricky, Ricky Flex, what do you think of the style of this episode compared to the previous two? I think it was okay. I, I personally didn't like the episode as much as the other two. I'll just come out there and say that now. Me too. Um, I think the style... I don't think there's anything special, to be honest. Like you mentioned Indiana Jones, that's special. This, just because it's in Egypt, I don't think it makes it special. But I do like how it's incorporating Egypt now. We were in London, now we're in Egypt. We got the we got the pyramids going on, Giza, whatever. Spitting skies, cool visuals, more Moon Knight, and Mr. Knight we get again. But at the end of the day, I think the reason why I like the first two episodes more was was because not only were they good from a critical perspective and acting perspective, but also that anticipation to see Moon Knight, to see the reason why he's Moon Knight or the reason for Harrow's like quest and things like that. Now that you know it, going into episode three, and it kind of set you up at the end of episode two within Egypt, you thought things were going to get going, which it did, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't to the level that I would have liked to see. What would have liked to have seen? Maybe it's going to be setting up for episode four. And this is just kind of a, a bridge to get to episode four. But, and again, I did not, it's not like I didn't like the episode. I just don't think it was as good as it could have been. No, I hear what you're saying. I feel very similarly. Uh, I, we got to get rid of this trend where he only becomes Moon Knight for the last five minutes of episodes. It's, we it's gotta, a terrible trend. I'm just like, oh, well, yes, we want to see Mark Spector take center stage here and we'll get to him leading the episode. And it did have that Indiana Jones vibe where it's like you got like these evil characters, like you have the, the this uh, this magician slash like wizard that is arthur harrow who's kind of playing like the nazi role from raiders of the lost ark and you have the race to amet with Kanshu and obviously mark specter and even like the physical performance by oscar isaac here it was great but it didn't match the same level of episode one and two just because the writing didn't call for it as much uh we saw like some shades in the last like 20 minutes of the episode like like episodes one and two but this was more about like getting to Egypt, seeing this new venue. It seems like the rest of the series is going to take place here. And uh, it was cool to see uh, visually the end. I mean, when you look at the sky that Conchu's messing with, it uh, it looked amazing. It really did. And I thought that was like the best visuals we got from the show so far. But what do you think of Mark Spector taking the lead ahead of Steven? Do you think he uh, did a better job than when Steven took hold of the series? I will say it's less annoying. Less annoying, less of an accent, more normal. Here we go. I do like that. I I did like Mark Spector here. I did expect him to be a better mercenary. That was like 
I don't know. Like he obviously was very skilled, but I just wanted to see him like just take down those three guys right in the beginning. Like it was nothing, you know what I mean? Um, would have liked to have seen that. And also for someone that has multiple aliases, like just as him as Mark, not, not multiple personalities, but and multiple aliases, like multiple passports, yada, 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 spy, spy stuff. He can't like clearly in that towards the end, when he's going undercover, he can't do it. That makes no sense to me. But as far as your question is in carrying the episode, I did like it from a Mark perspective more because you want to see the adventure. We got that. We want to see the purpose of this show besides the multiple personalities and dealing with that uh, within Mark. I want to see his quest. We got that in this episode. I, I like Mark Spector and I like like the serious tone that he brings, like the classic hero tone compared to most like superheroes. But it seems like I've go I've grown to value Steven in this show. And I think if we had to give, if we were handing out MVPs for this episode, it's Steven. Steven was the MVP, even from the inside, right? Whether he's bringing the comedic relief where he, he asks for the body, changes into Mr. Knight, he gets stabbed. He's like, take back the suit, take back the suit, take back the suit. I thought that was good great, comedic. But then, yeah. Uh, but, that, it, but it also shows his value, his mind, his knowledge of these gods and like, uh, Egypt's history and like the history of the pyramids and what is uh, like the meaning of the constellations and all these different types of things. Like we're getting to see like Steven's not just a bumbling idiot. He brings a lot of value to Moon Knight, which is great to see in that moment at the end where he is with Khonshu and they're changing the constellations and they're going back in time to show the sky, knowing Khonshu is going to get in trouble for it and eventually be locked away. It's like you thought when you saw those stills before the episode, how intense it was that it was going to be Mark Spector in the Moon Knight suit, like hand to hands to the sky and also like with Conchu in that pivotal moment was actually Steven, which has me excited. But I do want to say, Ricky Flicks, uh, any thoughts before I get to this next part, uh, any thoughts on Steven Grant in this episode as a supporting character? And I guess, did you like him more in that situation? Yes, he strives as the supporting guy. I don't think he carries that episode as well as Mark, but I thought his comedic timing was great in this. I thought that he actually, it showed like episodes one and two. You obviously, like they kept calling him, him the idiot, like, oh, the idiot's back, Conchie would say every time Steven got the body back or something like that. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, he showed his worth. So Prove it himself. So not only is this show about like trying to stop Arthur Harrow and Amit here, um, but it's also about Stephen and Mark working together and how and showing that they need each other here and dealing with each other. So it's kind of like that Disney element that we're throwing into this quest that Mark's on here to stop Ami with Khonshu. So that's, I, I guess, like, again, I like him more as a supporting character. And I think that it goes to the point of the show where this is like the first step Stephen's take taken to say, OK, I accept this dual personality. Yeah. Mark he, needs to accept it more. And he did towards the end. With that, I mean, this shows like, as we're saying that out loud, it just shows like the genius of this writing as I'm thinking about it. Right. It's showing how these, it's like these uh, people have to live with uh, dissociative identity disorder. They have to learn to live with these multiple identities. Just like Mark is learning how to live with Steven. Steven's learning how to live with Mark. We're going to see the last episodes, four, five, six, probably them working together in different capacities. And uh, I think that they're handling the DID type thing very well. 
in this show. And I think people are going to really notice that. And there's like, and people were nervous about that heading into it. Like, would it be sensitive, sensitive enough? But I think it sends a great message at least through uh, the three episodes and how he's growing as a person. But I do need to bring up Ricky Flicks at, there is a moment where Mark and Steven are arguing whether he's going to kill these mercenaries, right? Where they're going to kill these people that are working for Arthur Harrow. He has them by the throat with a knife and we have, uh, Stevens telling Mark looking through like the reflection of the knife saying, don't do it. And Mark's like, I, like, it's not like, like we have to, we have to get information out of these guys. This is that we have to hurt these people. But then all of a sudden these people are dead. Right. Uh, so there's a moment where he wakes up where we have Mark Spector and he sees his bodies around him. Um, but apparently it wasn't him who did it and it wasn't Steven. And this is going to basically confirm there is a third identity for Moon Knight. And well, Arthur Harris says during the trial or whatever, he also says, we don't know how many people are in there. Like there's chaos inside of you. Maybe this is this person that they episode four, Mark and Steven are going to have to fight off internally. And this guy is a menace, this guy. And this is presumably the person who asked out the, uh, the person, the first episode, right in the museum. So it's like, so, and I'm, I assume also this is the surprise quote unquote that the writers have hinted at like episode four is going to really blow your mind. It's really built up where it's not even a surprise anymore. It's now we're just expecting this next identity to show up. I kind of wish that wasn't the case. They made it too obvious with this buildup. Very, it's, very obvious. Like every episode had such blatant, like, I guess the first episode was, was very minor because you weren't sure of this character. It just you were thinking somebody it was Mark. Out. You were thinking it was Mark at the time until in the second episode, you find out he's married and he doesn't want anyone near him. It's like, oh, so it's definitely a third person. And then this episode basically all but confirmed it. Right. And so it's just, will this person, it seems like they're going to have internal conflict between the three identities. It's going to be almost a two V one. Are they going to learn to live with this person or is this someone that they're going to push aside as much as they can and maybe only comes out when they need to kill somebody. So it looks like that might be the case, but we shall see. So uh, I did want to talk about Layla. You brought it up, uh, the relationship between her and Mark. It's so interesting because her and Mark have zero chemistry, zero chemistry. And obviously this is intentional because who does she seem to vibe with? Who is she feeling out? And who does she, who would she rather talk to? It's Steven, who she's not technically married to. Right. So there's this has a situation where is Layla going to cheat on Mark with a different version of Mark and Steven? Like, I just don't know how that how that would work. She's That's what I was feeling the entire episode. She's divorcing Mark to have a relationship with Steven. I was just and it seems like that adds a little bit of complexity here. And uh, good for my boy, Steven. What a pull. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like um, like the, this third personality that we talked about like in episode one, like you get the sense that it could be like a Spider-Man three black, black suit, Spider-Man type uh, definitely vibes. And then Steven's the exact opposite. He's like a normal Peter Parker. And then in the middle, you got Mark who's like, he's got evil in him, but he's doing it for good. That's where like these three personalities are. So it's like, I don't know with Layla, it, you could just feel the tent, the, like sexual tension between them sometimes not to the extent where it's like obvious yet, but it's just like, there's definitely something there, whether it's going to be best friends or it's going to be sexual. We're going to find out next episode. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, 
I don't know. It's it, it's because it seems like Mark serves more as a partner in crime with Layla. Like, well, yeah, let's go beat up these bad guys. Let's take on the world. Let's and go Mark's get this scare up. Let's go find this. And you see at the beginning, Layla, what she's involved with creating these like fake ID- IDs for herself and fake passports. Like she's very much involved with this mercenary type of world. And I we did get a little bit more insight on her. So uh, and uh, we also like on her relationship, how she's talking to the person making the passports and the person making the passports acts like this is just everyday business. Like this is like she's just not surprised by anything. Like she's like their Ned, their person in the chair, but yeah. also just doesn't give a crap about about anything. You know, <laughs> um, wh- what else from this episode, Ricky Flex? We have the introduction of the other avatars for the other gods. And I thought this scene sort of worked. I didn't like how Arthur Harrow just came in and basically convinced all the gods immediately that Akanshu is like the enemy here and he's the one that needs to be disciplined when Arthur Harrow is trying to like release this this being that that the gods don't agree with. And they're like, there is no proof. I'm like, well, why is he here right now with all these people with this scarab that points directly to Emmett? Like, don't they know he has the scarab? They're not dumb, right? It makes sense. It made no sense whatsoever because not only did they not give any evidence or like any, and obviously they hate conscious, but it's like, why would you still favor a non-God? You know, he's not a God. So why are they like treating him like one when he was like a former avatar, no longer connected to them. And also why aren't these gods like feeling that energy from the cane? If he's so-called already has that Amit uh, small sliver of power in the cane, anything like that. And again, the scene was so quick and it just made no sense why they would listen to him. But I felt like, oh, this is so Marvel where they had to have it. So like you have to like outcast like the the protagonist early on and favor like for him to be like underdog story for him to come back later. You know what I mean? Like it just felt very marvelly. I just wasn't buying what they were selling like at I, all i got what they were trying to do obviously and like they're saying like conchu is yet like i'm a former avatar look at him taking advantage of another person but also why is arthur harrow there in the first place they're like there is no proof that he's trying to do this he has a scarab and a magic cane an evil cane he's a wit he's, a, and, he's he's why is he even still involved right now why is he even talking and to you're gods? telling me all these gods can't see where he was and like obviously they saw like he said he was in the desert but it's like you're telling me that you haven't kept tabs on a former God's avatar when there's only like six gods and you can't see everything going on. Like not one of those gods has like a visionary, like definitely one of them could see like everything going on at the same time. You know, not everything everywhere all at once, but maybe like that. And in terms of also like, a, like the exposition in this, it wasn't exactly great. There was a scene afterwards where, uh, Mark is speaking with an avatar of one of the gods and this, their job was literally, it was very, terrible acting like really bad acting from that actress not great. Not she great. uh just like basically read off a script read off a cue card in the back like you have to go here you have to like my clue is that you have to go to the black market I'm like dude how big is the black market in <laughs> egypt like like he's just gonna go he, he walks up to some random seller and it goes like i'm looking for i'm looking for amos or whatever whatever he's looking for i totally forgot so i think the exposition here was not so good uh, the writing was a little bit sketchy compared to the first two episodes, in my opinion. But I did like, obviously, the Indiana Jones perspective. Let's talk about when he turned into Moon Knight. Um, when he goes from Miss, uh, Moon Knight to Mr. Knight, back to Moon Knight. 
Uh, what do you think of the fighting style of Moon Knight here? Were you impressed by it? Disappointed by it? What are your thoughts? Again, like, I think it's good. I just think I wish he was a little more dominant. Again, like, I just, I think he should be more dominant. In all He's taking too many spears to the chest. Yeah, like, I don't <laughs> I know. Was, I, just, I thought he was a pro. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not like you're too Batman where you should be taking some hits, you know? I, I, and again, I don't feel that same. Now I bring up Batman. Again, I know it's not Batman, but like Batman, like the course, like you're, that's like what you think of. You don't think of Bruce Wayne. You think of every time you watch a Batman movie or show, you're with the character as in the vigilante you're with him throughout he's the core protagonist and bruce wayne's the alter ego here it's mark slash stevens the core protagonist and moon knight's the alter ego and i'm talking from an audience perspective and i think that just loses some of the chemistry we have with moon knight so it's like we're expecting so much but and we get little screen time compared to actual oscar isaac on the screen and it just doesn't live up to the expectations and it's like i don't know it just takes away uh, from it for me i for me it's just like he's becoming moon knight so late in the episode and i like i i really did like the first time he shows up not in the first episode but the second episode where he becomes and he takes on mm-hmm. the jackal and you see him like uh go into full mercenary mode uh, that was enjoyable it was kind of spoiled by marketing but the third episode i'm like okay let's see like more than 10 minutes or five minutes with him in the suit yeah, I, I just want to see moon knight carry the show a little but more you in know ter- and, but yes it, like i know they care about the development of the character it's a tv show so they want to make sure they can dive into as many details as possible make sure you can really fill out these six episodes it's already less than uh, these previous series that we've gotten, I believe most of them were eight episodes, if, I, if I'm correct. Maybe Falcon seven, Soldier seven to nine. Six. I think oh, was, that might have been maybe. six. But uh, I just want to see him kick more butt. And it seems like uh, like this action sequence actually let me down a little bit. He's like throwing these batarang things. I want to see him just like hand to hand combat, do his thing, like show his athleticism. Uh, yes, he's like twirling and throwing these things. But maybe that's the character I'm just not familiar with. But I would. Like, I want to see him, like, in the first episode, beating the crap out of the Jackal, you know, just, like, absolutely going ham um, on it. Similar to, you said, like, the Batman. We're going to make those comparisons all the time because, guys, peak cinema. So, just, I want more of it. And if we're going to get Mark Spector, I expect more Moon Knight. That's just how it works, you know? Yeah, I'm just expecting, like, this third personality to come in. And that's where we're, we're going to get this, like, I don't What's know. What's going to look core... like? Yeah, I don't know. But that's where we're going to get, like, the core fighting sequences like the stuff that lives up to the hype that we're talking about and what we just talked about, you know, I guess that's where we're coming from, but I just don't want to see this being like the peak of Moon Knight's abilities. I want to see more. I want to see him do better, more dominant. I just hope this isn't it, but it's only episode three, so it can't be it. Yeah. Um, And as we go from episode three into four, now the back half of the season, what's your prediction for next episode? Are we going to be trying, is it going to be also like Indiana Jones-esque where we're going to have, Mark trying to release uh, Khonshu, but do you think maybe this personality is going to get in their way? Like, I guess that's my prediction I just gave. But, like, what, what, do, you, what do you think is going to happen in the immediate future? I think my prediction, just to be a little different, he's going to wait for Khonshu, okay? He's going to go with Layla, Stephen, Mark, and Layla, go on their quest, right? And then they're going to encounter some trouble towards the end of the episode, whatever it is. And then the third person I was going to come out uh, right at the end and like Leo's going to realize it's not Steven or Mark. And that's where it's going to cut off. And then she's going to realize like, Oh crap, that's 
blank. But then like a fifth episode, it'll come back to Mark or whatever. And they did their task that they did in episode four. And now it's the cliffhanger. And then episode five, they go get Khonshu back. Interesting. So you don't, so this guy's going to kind of disrupt a little bit, but they're not going to address Khonshu until like the next episode, you're saying, like episode five. My prediction. Okay. Interesting. I'm still like, this has got to be the big prediction, the big moment that the writers have been teasing. I wish they didn't tease it at all. But now it's just like the expectations. Everyone's like, I think the character's name in the comics is Jake Lockley. Because all I see on Twitter is like when I was looking at Moon Knight, like replies, like I was looking at like, what what were people's reactions overall to this episode? Like it's Marvel, so it's going to be overwhelmingly great. But um, a lot of them were mentioning Jake Lockley, Jake Lockley, Jake Lockley. That must be this guy who's just an absolute loose cannon that can't be controlled. So I am excited for that aspect because it seems like this is coming at a moment where Mark and Steven are actually trying to are, are actually figuring this out. They're figuring out this body. But here comes, as I said before, the disruptor. Yeah. And that's why I think like they're before Conchu comes back, this character will come to the fray because Mark and Steven will realize like we need Conchu. Or they figure they get Conchu. It's like, did you know about this? And you'd be like, yes. And then they all get mad at him. And he's like, we just freed you. Right. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. If they learn how, like Oscar Isaac, I can't wait to see how he's going to, this next performance in the episode, juggling three personalities here. Like he's already got enough on his plate. Uh, talking about, like, speaking of like looking at this on Twitter, it seems like everyone drools over every scene where like Oscar Isaac snaps back into character. I think people are, like, it's great. He's doing an awesome job. But, like, every time they do it, there's a video posted, like, look at this yeah. amazing performance. I'm like, Oscar, get an Oscar ready. Have, have, have you ever spoken to Amir and just changed your accent? Like, that's what he's doing regularly, but just at a, the highest level. But, you know, it's just, I, we know it's awesome. We know it is, but don't need to post about it every freaking second, you know? It yeah. is. I, but, like, I think we, 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 what we need to do at the end of this show is rank like the greatest MCU protagonist performances, like hero performances. Yeah. I think that's a must, especially. Oh, yeah. I think, I think we're going to have to do that. And again, I completely agree with you. People are just a little like sucking their thumbs or whatever. Over this, <laughs> you, you know do, what I mean? You know what we're trying to say people. Yeah. Like Take it's it kind of, it's like, yeah, come on now. Like it's great. We all love Oscar Isaac. Okay. Just chill out. Our King. Say I say chill out as I'm screaming into the microphone. Uh, any other final Everybody thoughts? stay calm. Keep our composure. <laughs> Keep our composure. Um, any final thoughts, Ricky Flex, on episode three before we head off into the sunset for this week's um, slew of episodes? Even though we have predict- predicted a third personality will be the key, like, like big surprise in episode four, I still hold like a 3% chance for Blade towards the end of the season, maybe to take down Arthur Harrow, 3% episode six, episode five, end of episode five cliffhanger to episode six. Maybe there's a reason why they wanted to do a little, uh, like the showrunners wanted to tease episode four. So people watched episode four, saw, see that, but then episode five, get their minds blown with an even bigger cliffhanger. We're going to ramp up some intensity through these last couple yeah. episodes. Like after one, two, a lot of introductory stuff, character development, three, a little action, four, introduce a new character, five, six. Okay. It's on, you know, yeah. like Donkey Kong. Um, so that's going to do it for our recap episode for episode three of Moon Knight. Make sure you are subscribed to our podcast, what, wherever you listen, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. SoundCloud, Stitcher, whole shebang. Uh, make sure you check out the episodes that we had 
earlier this week, uh, we had our baseball movie drafts in honor of the uh, start of the MLB season. We had some uh, spirited debate over some absolutely classic sports movies. Uh, I did watch Bull Durham, Ricky Flicks, last night because the movies you said that were on Amazon Prime were actually it's, not it's, They were, Amazon though. Prime. Google it right now. Uh, I, I can Google all I want. It's Either way, you're going to have to rent it. You got to rent it. I didn't watch. click on that. But I watched Bull Durham and I do have some thoughts, Ricky Flex. Still, first of all, I gave it an 83 out of 100. 83 out of 100. That seems is, about right. And I will say, the, the, the comedic elements of that movie are is all time. Like, it's really funny. It doesn't have like the uh, supporting cast like these other baseball movies that we adore, like Major League has. Like, it doesn't have that type of supporting cast or the Sandlot. Uh, Kevin Costner is so good. I like Tim Robbins. Like he's wacky, but he's not the best performance is Kevin Costner. He is so good in that movie. Um, and I did want to say the, what brings the score down a lot for me, the, the third act, the ending's a mess. It's a complete mess. Uh, thank you. It is yes. a complete mess, but I still enjoy watching it over field of dreams. I will continue to commit to that take. I'm telling you, man, the mo- it's a better performance every time you watch, every time you watch field of dreams, it gets better. Every time you watch bull Durham, it doesn't get better. Maybe you just got an old soul. Maybe you just got an old soul. Uh, all right. Make sure you check that out. And earlier in the week, we did a review of everything, everywhere, all at once. Make sure you check that out. Arguably the best movie of 2022 alongside the Batman so far. And then we had our uh, Monday episode to check up all the latest news in movies, castings, cancellations, the whole shebang on there. Uh, that's going to do it for episode 88 of The Drive-In. Until next time. We will smell you.
you.